Hello, and welcome to the Outlier Podcast, the podcast for everyone who is interested in building better homes. My name is Anthony, and I am the founder and lead designer of Outlier, and I'm passionate about creating beautiful and high-performing homes. I sit down regularly to chat with industry experts to help educate Australians about the potential of creating healthy, comfortable, and energy-efficient homes. Whether you are looking to build your forever home, renovate your existing house, or simply eager to learn more, tune in every month wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you join us on this journey. I have been very fortunate with the journey of this podcast to chat with many experts and knowledgeable people. As new people come to the podcast every week, we want to take all the highlights and helpful information from previous discussions to provide them to you to assist you with your own high-performance home journey. What would your recommendation be to a homeowner on how to choose the right windows for a home? Okay, so how to choose. So, uh, so firstly, look and make sure that they're a tested product. Uh, I always say look for that third-party accreditation. So go to the uh, go to the window association or window glass and window association website uh, and look for a company there. Uh, then start to think about, you know, how comfortable do you want your home to be? Uh, I'd always go for double glazed and, and you get the double glazed low E uh, soft coats now basically for the same price as the clear. So you might as well do that. And I'd really think about the frame you know, what's the climate like where you are? Is it, does it get really cold? Uh, think about the thermal performance of the frame. So, so go to the WERS website, look for, uh, look for the lowest U value, not the lowest U value, the lowest U value you can afford. Speak to the window uh, manufacturer that you're thinking about purchasing from. Uh, you obviously got to go and have a look. There's a massive difference uh, aesthetically uh, and just functionality wise uh, on all different window systems. So, you know, you've got, let's say you want aluminium, that's fine, uh, no problem at all. I want aluminium windows, but those companies vary so much. You know, you've got really small section stuff, you've got big section stuff, you've got commercial looking stuff. Uh, and same with UPVC. Yes, the European uh, UPV stuff is all, when I say similar, there's different functionality and so forth and different profiles on sections. Uh, there's US UPVC products. Well, they're they're not a patch on the, in my opinion. I'll have to be careful here. Uh, not not a patch on the European systems. They they they're more at a, a vo- I guess aimed at a volume market. Yeah. Uh, you know the European stuff's all reinforced with steel in the sashes and the frame. The uh, the US stuff is more being held together by the glass. Uh, they don't measure. Uh, they don't measure that deflection, as I said before, over there, so it hasn't been an issue for them. They haven't worried about it. Uh, I, I, I'd always go to those sites, the window sites, the worst site. Uh, actually, the Australian Glass and Window Association have a good uh, guide to window uh, and door selection, and it goes through all the testing. It looks at energy. You've got to think about where you are. Are you in a bushfire area? You know, are the windows you're buying, are they a tested product for bushfire or are they just following the prescriptive provisions? Because there's a difference. You've got to look at what you're going to buy. Yeah. Uh, But get the lowest, uh, 
uh, UVO you can get all the time. Think about the different elevations in your house. Have you got, and it doesn't matter, you know, if you're in Melbourne even, if you've got a big west-facing uh, area with big windows, think about what's going in there because even if you've uh, just, um, you know, double glazed it, you've got to think about how much energy is going to come through in the summer. It'll be lovely in the winter, but in the summer it needs to be a comfortable it needs to be a comfortable room, so you've got to keep that heat out somehow. Uh, so that's usually the glass product you're looking at. So because the low ease, also there's, you know, high solar heat gain low ease, there's mid-range and there's low solar yeah. heat gain low ease. So, you know, you've got to look at all that. It's actually quite complex. Yeah. Uh, but all the info is there on the internet. Uh, but, but speak to your window people. Not everyone will know. Uh, you'll know straight away when you start talking to whoever the salesperson is. If you start talking about U-value and solar heat gain and different elevations and they've got no idea, uh, I suggest talking to someone else. Yeah. But not necessarily a different company, but just just make sure they get the answers. And all people in the window industry have got access to the information and, yeah. and they should generally be pretty good now. And Gary, what would you recommend to those who, what should they bring to you to make, to be able to get the best possible answers? Like obviously a set of drawings would assist, but you know, what, what, what would help you make the, the best, give them the best advice, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so uh, the full set of drawings, um, obviously the, the site load, so, you know, for housing and end rating, um, you know, for some companies that's a big deal. They might only have an N1 window, uh, and, you know, you get to places like Country Victoria and that well, it just, just doesn't cut it. Think about the water penetration, you know, is your, is your house out on a, a big farm property and exposed? You don't have, you know, massive eaves or anything uh, because the water penetration needs to be higher. If it's only at 150, if you, we get it, you know, one of those one in 100-year storms or, you know, one in 10-year storms, you might find you get water in. Uh, so, you, so you've got to think about that. Because you've got to remember that that water uh, performance ratings is just set at a low limit, and it's not for your special storms that you get. Yeah. You know, if you were uh, yeah up north in the last uh, few weeks with the rain they had, yeah. like I guarantee you that uh, there'd be a lot of leaking windows up there because they just can't cope with it. But you can't make every window to cope with every single storm that you're going to get either. But think about it if you're on a rural property and you're exposed. Uh, so get that that water penetration resistance up to, you know, I said the minimum is 150, get it to 200, 250. Uh, so look at that and think about it because a lot you'll just get sold 150. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> energy report, you know, we have to, as an industry, uh, match basically what's on that energy report or actually inform the people purchasing the windows that, well, you need to go off and do a bit more work on your energy report because here's our yeah. system's performance and that's what you're asking for. We don't have that because they won't necessarily. Uh, but I think you'll find, um, well, certainly UPVC, we don't really struggle with that ever. It's usually performance-wise, it's a lot better, but uh, some of the other companies may struggle. Uh, you know, what's the bushfire rating? We need to know that. It makes a difference to the windows, whether it's tested or not, because it changes the glass, it changes the screening. Uh, all this adds to um, all cost. Uh, if you know the colour, you're going to select. You know, that might sound like a funny thing to say, but, you know, there's variances in different colours. And people think they can just 
come up and say, well, here's the Colorbond color, I'll have that. But, mm. uh, you know, yeah, you can get it in aluminium because they'll be able to powder coat it, but it might not be one of their, uh, you know, half a dozen standard colors they've got. So there could be, you know, anything from 5 to 30% uh, price increase. Uh, UPVC, you have your very basic colors, you know, white. Uh, so they're one price, but as soon as you go to a different colour, you know, there's a 5% difference because it's a totally different process. So yeah. it's a foil cover over the top. Uh, so it's, it's really any sort of information you can give. Uh, you know, there's there's lots and lots of questions that have to be asked. We do need the floor plans, you're right, Anthony, because we've got to go around and have a look. Uh, you know, is this window in a bathroom? You know, is it next to a door? So it's not just a window schedule anymore. Uh you know, every window guy that's doing a quote will have about, uh, you know, I, I guess two sheets of questions that they need to ask before they can quote properly. What does the future look like from here, Gary? Like, where do you see glazing in Australia going? Yeah, I, well, I mean, there's going to be a, a continual improvement in in performance windows that you'll see going into houses. Uh, you know, there's... Um, you know the Passive House Association. I mean that that thing's gone ballistic. I think in uh, you know just in the last five years, and and so that makes a very different window from what we use as the norm. Uh, I'll we'll see growth in in performance products. So so thermally broken aluminium. We'll see lots of R and D in aluminium because they don't want to lose market share. I think they'll lose a bit, but they don't want to lose too much. Uh, and it is it's always been a big product here. I think, well, we're already seeing it. We've seen massive growth in UPVC. Uh, we're seeing massive growth in replacement windows since COVID because people have sat working at home going, I can't stand this. This is uncomfortable or, oh, my God, the gas bill and the electricity bill have cost me a yeah. fortune to keep cool and hot. Uh, so we've certainly seen that. We've seen massive demand there and, and so has everyone in the, in the replacement market. Uh, we're seeing lots and lots more consumer awareness of performance products, so glass and windows. Uh, they're interested. And you get on the internet, there's a million things you can read. Uh, so, so we often get people coming to us that have lots and lots of knowledge, but they don't know about windows, but they've got lots and lots of knowledge because they've read it all uh, on the internet. I think at some point, I can't give timelines because I thought it would have already happened by now. Uh, being in the industry so long, I think we'll have a minimum product will be double glazed right across the whole country, except for maybe Darwin for a while. I don't think they're that fussed, but uh, <laughs> no, I think we'll see it. I'm not hanging it on Darwin either. That's beautiful. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, th I think that'll end up a minimum. Uh, people will just understand. But then I'll, I, I think we'll see... Uh, I think we'll see, and we've already seen changes, of course, with volume builders. Uh, they do use a lot of double glazing now. Yeah, it might only be to get to the required amount, but you've got quite a few that are going beyond. You know, we're not going to build six star, we're going to build seven star and have used it as a uh, as selling benefit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think low E products, are, it's just about there now. I think there's not much hard coat being used anymore. It's all soft coat. Uh, much higher performing, much better visually. Uh, so, so I think that's sort of already nearly here. Uh, yeah, I, look, it, it's pretty exciting, and I hope in the building code 
that they actually stick a minimum performance requirement and it's not something like five UV. It needs to be real. You know, let's get it down to, God, it'd be great if it was even four, you know. Yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that's that's not much of a, uh, you know, that's not a great deal of reduction there. I think that's pretty easy to achieve is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. Um, I, th- I think we'll see the, the disappearance of our, uh, I don't know, basic single glazed windows. They, some of them are archaic. Some of these window systems have been around uh, since the 70s. That, that doesn't seem that long ago, does it, the 70s? Oh, I don't know, you guys would know. <laughs> <laughs> it's over 50 uh, years now, it sounds pretty oh, long I know, to me. it's amazing. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I think you'll see those disappear because those systems, no, they just no longer do it for anything. They need yeah. to go. And, and I think the system suppliers understand that. Uh, I think we'll see improvements in hardware. We already are. Uh, and let's take the European type stuff out because that's just how it comes and that's what it is. But we're seeing improvements with your, uh, you know, your standard aluminium uh, and timber window types. They're lifting the performance of the, uh, of the hardware, which needs to happen. You know, some of the hardware that we've used here for years is, is quite pathetic, really. Our guest at the end of our episodes, um, if you had one free wish for something that could be changed in the building code, what would it be? But I guess you've already answered that. Well, well, from a uh, who I work for now, so from a UPVC window perspective, I'd love to, and I'll make it worse than I just said a minute ago, I'd love to see the minimum U value of uh, 2.5. Yeah, yeah great. I, uh, what really resonated with me, Gary, was that there isn't a performance standard for Windows external windows and doors at this current time in the National Construction Code. So for me, that like that, I'm going to take that from today for sure and be like, wow, we, you know, we really need to see that introduced into the National Construction Code and become mandated. Like, and if it's 2.5, I'd be, oh, gosh, I'd be happy days. <laughs> there, there might be, I've got to be careful, there'd be lots of unhappy people there. <laughs> oh, for me personally, happy days. But you're right, there's always pushback when it comes to this. We're, we're well aware of that. We've seen that happen now as we transition ever so closer to that September 1st deadline for the adoption of the new National Construction Code. Um, yeah, so. but at the end of the day, the people who will benefit from it are the people who live in the places. And as we discussed, it's not only a healthier option for both physical and mental health, but it's also a hugely more comfortable solution. And it definitely makes a huge difference in your energy prices as well. So at the end of the day, it's also a more financially smart decision. Thank you for listening to the Outlier Podcast. You can find helpful links and contact information regarding this episode in our show notes and on our website, outlierstudio.com.au forward slash podcast. If you like our show, please leave a review and make sure you subscribe to never miss a new episode. If you have further questions for us or would want to share some additional feedback, please feel free to DM us on Instagram or Facebook. Until next time on the Outlier Podcast. Thank you.